This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week on Spanky's Corner. A podcast! It's the 4th of July! You need to go home to your kids! God, look like a gay porn star. <laughs> Did you bite a stripper's ass? Because they smelled so good, too. You robbed a man blind in a strip club. Just in case you needed birth control. Yeah. So much sex. Poop! Hey, what are you wearing? Send it to Ellen! It's a jizz couch. Oh, it's just an Altoid. You were taking the man's money? Uh-huh. It's poop! Spanky's. Very glad you can make it in today, Julia. I know. Sorry that there's been like a mini halt on our on our podcast. Um, you were in Guam. I was in Scotland, so very close. And uh, the week before that, we tried to do a podcast, but you were drunk. Well, I, it wasn't that I was a little drunk. It was that I came in later that day because I had a prior engagement. Drinking? It, no, it was a work thing. Yeah. I, that was part of it. <laughs> I was more talking about the reason why I'm happy you're here today is because your neighborhood is like going up in what's going on in your neighborhood. There's like an alligator running amok. There is never a boring day in my neighborhood. So now um, there's an alligator in the lagoon that's literally directly across the street from my house. Like you can look out my front door and see this lagoon. In fact, um, every morning I like to walk across the street and just, you know, sit there and fucking ponder. (laughs) I didn't mean to say the F word. Just Dude. think about the people I want to avoid today while I bask in the nature. As we record this right now, there is legit a five foot alligator in the lagoon in Humboldt Park in the city of Chicago right now. Nobody knows how it got there. No clue. Uh, uh, legitimately, because I'm I'm kind of dumb when it comes to uh, school smarts. How would an alligator get in? No in idea. There? I don't even think they know. But there's a five foot alligator and the police are there. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll have some reptile people come down. I don't know who they get that's an expert in alligators in the state of Illinois. Honest to God, too, the way my um the way my place in my front door is set up, like I one hundred percent think that thing would be right there when I open my door. How tall are you? Five foot. This alligator is the size of you. And you had no idea. You're just like hanging out at the house, doing what you're doing, not realizing that there's a five foot reptile just running amok in your neighborhood. Well, so I'm hearing like tons of commotion going on, but like this is pretty typical for my neighborhood because I live in like I mean, I live in the city. Like, we live in the city. It's just going to be loud. But, like, and you hear sirens 24-7. But, like, I'm hearing, like, lots of helicopter stuff. So, I'm like, ah, someone's just getting murdered. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the (laughs) use. So, I'm like, all I'm hearing is... (laughs) And I see you send that article, and I'm like, all right, alligator, whatever. And I'm, like, really reading this article, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is across the street. (laughs) Why do you think I sent it to you? Because we send each other interesting things all the time for this podcast. And I was like, okay, like alligator in Chicago. I get it. It's interesting. I should have been a little bit more clear probably in my tax that, hey, 
this could potentially be a life or death situation. If you're taking the uh, trash out in your beer, what do you call those slides? You yeah. know, just look around a little bit. Look out for your feetsies. Look out for your feetsies. So um, I am belong to this neighborhood watch page, which is every day just the greatest source of entertainment. So I'm like, people in this page should be going ham right now. And 100% they are. Someone's saying that they're scared. Somebody's calling her a dumb bitch. Like people... <laughs> People in this group are crazy. Like, usually in this page, they'll be like, heard a gunshot between this street and this street this time. And somebody will be like, it's the 4th of July. Like, grow up. And then they'll be like, no, it was one shot. It wasn't several. And they'll be like, well, that's what you get, dumb bitch. Get in the house. And I'm just like sitting here reading with like a crystal light. And I'm like, this is so nice. <laughs> Spanky's Corner. A podcast. A Toledo, Ohio strip club is cleaning out its old furniture. This is like the 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 like the couch dance furniture, right? The stuff that where you get lap dances on. Okay, so back room for ew. And it's offering up for a low low price of free, so you can go buy. This is called Scarlet's in Toledo, Ohio. All the furniture is outside. Come by first. Come for serve. Wait, no. What first is it? First, come is first, right. first, first come for serve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, that there's some like fetishists that would 100% take that. Oh there's some God. nasty ass people out there. The, the listing, this is the actual listing. Scarlet's Cabaret, uh, former couch dance furniture put out to pasture. Warning may have stained unknown bodily fluids. Use at your own risk. <laughs> well, yeah, you knew that. <laughs> like 100% they have to put that in writing because there's one there. There is going to be that's a just couch. It's a jizz couch. Welcome. What do you think happens in the back room at strip clubs? Welcome to my home. Sit on my jizz couch. <laughs> I don't know. They don't discuss Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> How many lap dances have you ever had in your life? Um, I go. I like the strip club, but I don't. I haven't gotten a lap dance there. Never. You've never had a lap dance. Mm -mm. I don't know what you think happens in a lap dance, but a lot. There, sometimes you get that girl that just wants to talk. And asking a lot of questions about where you went to school and what they're doing in their free time. What strip clubs are this is this is this kind of strip clubs they have in Tulsa, Oklahoma? I did get kicked out of a strip club once in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Why? Uh, do you know our friend Rain? The, okay. Can I tell you a strip club story? <laughs> yeah, I just now I, like now that you said he was involved. We were at a place called I think it was I don't even remember the name of it. It's a long time ago. So I used to work in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My wife went to college there. Our friend Rain who is a very important person on a morning show in Sacramento, California. He's the he, reason I have a career. He was your boss in Detroit because yeah. we all know everybody in radio. Shout out to Rain. We're at a strip club. There's like 10 of us and our friend, the Groove Buddha, his real name was Dennis, but we called him the Groove Buddha because you know, that's, he liked music and he looked like a Buddha. So he bought a drink that comes with the company. So in other words, he bought this girl a drink and she would sit on his lap while she was not up there earning dollars on stage. She would get off stage, come back and sit on Groove Buddha's lap and he paid like 50 bucks for this drink. Does and she only sit on it from until the drink is empty? Uh, yeah, I don't remember the whole time limit thing. I've never even heard of this outside of this particular bar. Oh, that's so interesting. So Groove Buddha has this drink and it's tomato juice and beer, but it looks like a fruity summertime 
flavored beverage. So this girl goes on stage. My wife, at the time she was my girlfriend, sees a Groove Buddha with a fruity summertime drink, goes up and takes a big gulp, realizes it's not a summertime fruity drink. It's tomato juice and beer, which is awful. She spits it back into the glass. The stripper, I'm sorry, performer, sees my wife, sees her do this and loses her shit. So she starts going off and we're like, all right, no big deal. We'll just buy you a new drink. We're not buying the company. We're just buying the drink. So we go up to the bar and we're like, hey, accidentally had a problem with uh, your girl's drink over there. We just need a tomato juice and beer or whatever she was drinking. This is literally just Coors Light and tomato juice. Guy's like, cool, that'll be 50 bucks. We're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like the company's already been paid for. The girl sitting on Groove Buddha's lap has been paid for. We just need to replace the drink. He's like, yeah, that'll be 50 bucks. Managers come over and it's a thing. So my wife gets pissed put the drink back down, pay the $50. The girl doesn't touch the drink at all. Doesn't even touch it. She's sitting there. Our friend Rain, and keep in mind, my wife's losing her shit. She's like, she's like, you need to go home to your kids. And I can, you've got stab wounds. And like just completely losing her mind on this woman. There's a scene starting to be made. And our friend Rain starts looking at the girl and goes, you need to drink your drink. And they kept saying, drink your drink. So then all of a sudden, our entire table starts chanting, drink your drink. Table behind us, drink your drink. There's some girl on stage dancing to like Def Leppard. Meanwhile, everybody's looking at our table because we're all chanting, drink your drink. And this girl is sitting on Groove Buddha's lap, not touching her tomato juice and beer. And now the entire club is yelling, drink your drink. <laughs> out of nowhere, a bunch of dudes in suits came out of nowhere, yanked all the drinks out of our hands, and 10 of us were escorted out of the strip club at one o'clock. Did in the you morning. guys get like thrown? We weren't we weren't physically tossed. Okay. But we could have been. My strip club stories are way different. I'm just like, yo, have you tried this calamari? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a booth and order cheese sticks. <laughs> and then like we did my going away party at like my favorite strip club in Detroit. It's like the only one to go to because it's like pretty classy and calamari there. They have calamari notch. at the strip club? Oh, yeah, they do. And they have steaks. Lunch with a view. Yes. yes. It's like medieval times. Except without all the revelry. <laughs> oh, there's jousting. <laughs> <laughs> so for my going away party, we went there and me and um my friends were obviously drinking and there was this man with a purse and he kept handing us like stacks of cash. Like, you know, the ones that the bank like will like put the little bracelet around so they stay together. So he kept handing us those because he's like, I would rather see you ladies like give them to them. But I was drunk and I was like, hey, I'm about to move. Like I just got done, you know, being unemployed for two months between our station flipping and now. So like I would throw one at them and then just like throw the rest of the money in my purse. You were taking the man's money? Uh Uh-huh. And then I'd like turn to him like, and then I'd like, and then I'd, I remember I would like count to 10. So it didn't seem too suspect. And then I would turn to him and put my hand out again. He'd hand me a stack and I'd throw like a few and then like put the rest in my purse. And then I, I remember I like did a lap, did a shot with my friends and like, it like threw one right in front of him and then like acted like my hands were empty and he would be like, Whoa, here's more. You robbed a man blind in a strip club. I bought my friends Greek salads with it after. Had a hundred and ten dollars in singles. So we went to like Lafayette Coney Island after, and like we all ordered food, and I was like, "You guys, I got your Greek salads tonight. I'll miss ya." <laughs> what a giver! 
you pay for Greek salads in a bunch of sequentially marked? Listen, I did not. I did not do anything morally wrong this night. You want to know why? Because all that man wanted was to make women happy. That money made me happy. God, did you work this through with your therapist? On my drive to Chicago while I was moving, because it would be in my, it was in my like center council as I was paying for the tolls, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> the state of Indiana has stripper ones. Just all of they were so, they were the crispest dollars. Is crispest a word? It is now. I, I like saying it. Crispest. You have to be careful though with the crisp dollars. You don't want to give the girl a paper cut. Yeah. Just looking out for them, which is what you were not doing that night. You know what? I gave them some. I gave them some of my own. If that man was not in the club that night, they would have made the same amount of money they were making. (laughs) (laughs) No, they wouldn't have because it would have been in their hands. They would have had it. He would have given them the money. If he was not in the club that night, if he decided to stay home and watch Matlock, like he kind of looked like he should have. Who who doesn't love a good mystery? (laughs) Oh, you know who has um, good stories about strip clubs is mm. Josh, my boyfriend. He used to work at one. Um, he wasn't a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> you you he, never threw dollars at him? No. Dude, he, uh, can you imagine the, the, there, those but, hairy legs and a thong? Oh, God bless. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> I just don't. I just the image of him stripping is just so bizarre to me. We talking about that's a beautiful man. He glistens. He's of course he's very very handsome, but uh. Stripping Josh, I don't know. If- <laughs> what would his stripper name be? Um, Lucky. You can come in. Oh, hey, Sonic. Um, we're trying to come up with a stripper name for Josh. We're about to call him because he lost something once there. Have you ever been kicked out of a strip club? Do you have a bad strip club story? Yeah, this is the this yes. uh, this whole episode is tales of a strip club. I got asked to leave just because I didn't know it was like I was fresh twenty one, first time in there, didn't know I was supposed to be tipping, and they all kept coming around and asked me like, "Hey, did you see me dance? You know how they fish for tips?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "No, it's cool." It's a really like, sad way to fish for tips. <laughs> hey, hey, did you, did you see that back there? <laughs> did you see the thing I did with my ass. <laughs> then the word was out that guy over there is not tipping, and so they're like. Screw this guy. And they kept harassing me. And 21 year old you probably looks like you didn't belong in there because no. now I'm not going to drop your age because I know you'll get mad, but you don't even look your age now. So 21 year old you probably looked eight. I look like <laughs> Justin Bieber believed to her. Oh, that's how young. The way you look now, though, you 100% look like you belong in a strip club and like you go all the time. <laughs> Dude, my hair right now, I look like a gay porn star. <laughs> you look like you just came back from the strip club for lunch. <laughs> all buffet on my face. You, all you could eat. What, what time is it? Like two o'clock? I feel like at two o'clock, the C team is out, though. I didn't expect Sonic to have the lamest strip club story. Out of everyone, oh, yeah. yeah. I figured he would come in hot with like some, oh, dude, you never guess what happened. So I'm on stage with these three girls and I had some sort of weird, crazy story and you had none of that. Is that where you were when you pretended you were deaf to get a girl's number? Ooh. No, that was at a different bar. Can we tease yeah. that for next week? Can we do that next week? Yeah, because you need to tell that story. I know it's old, but we'll we'll circle back. And you know what? It's very inappropriate and very offending. Uh, yeah, that's why we want to talk about it. Offending, offensive. Yeah. Uh, but she did it. But did she Did she text me back? That's the tease. We'll find out next week <laughs> on Spanky's Corner. Fuck <laughs> yeah. You want to call your boyfriend? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hey, what are you wearing? <laughs> his, phone, his phone might die because he left his charger at my house. Oh, yeah. bless your heart. $8 charger, so it's not working very well. Dude, I bought a charger... Last week at the airport, $35. They're taxing at the airport, though. You got to know that by now. I know, but I forgot. I didn't realize since I got to the airport. Hi, Josh. <laughs> All right, he's got a dying hey, phone. Get to the point. I heard he used to work at a strip club. 
I did in Flint, Michigan, my hometown. Oh, <laughs> oh a strip club in Flint, Michigan? Yeah, that does change yeah. things, doesn't it? I forgot to mention that. So <laughs> th- th- we decided a part of this episode is going to be called Tales of a Strip Club because we started talking about how this strip club in Toledo is giving away one of their couches from the back room for free. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's disgusting. So he had a story about him and Rain getting kicked out of a strip club. And I was like, Josh um, lost something once at the strip club. <laughs> you lost something at a strip club? <laughs> Might still be in there lost and found. <laughs> Can I guess what you lost? Go ahead. Uh, I, I'll start at the basics. Your wallet. Your phone. Not the wallet, not the phone. Uh, I think body part. A fingernail. Ew. <laughs> did not lose a fingernail. What did you lose? He lost his tooth. <laughs> and at a diaper party. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it was the whole thing, bottle service, uh, strippers, and uh, I remember waking up the next morning at my mom's house in Flint, and, like, nothing happened. I didn't realize it at the time until I went back to Royal Oak outside of Detroit, where I lived at the time, and I realized that I had a missing tooth. I, it, it was just gone. I had no idea what happened to it. You still, to this day, have no idea how you lost a tooth in the strip it's club. It's completely empty. Legit, I have no idea. I, I honestly don't know how I lost a tooth. I tried to, like, figure it out the next day, talk to friends. Did somebody, put, my face didn't hurt. Nobody punched me. I didn't get in a fight. Did and you yeah, bite a stripper's ass? <laughs> <laughs> and like, the thing is, is when he told me this, we were um, not official. We were in like that sweet spot of where you like get the AOL trial disc of each other before you start dating, where you're like, you're test driving each other. Yeah, so yeah. I like couldn't be like too angry, but I was still like, what the f***? <laughs> 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 I, you know, it didn't bother me at the time that you was like, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that you might be a little bit upset because I was like hungover and I just realized that I lost a tooth at a strip club. My life couldn't be much lower at the time. So I, I, really you DM'd me that day. Actually, I can read the DM. Do you have it? Because he also had a dead phone. <laughs> yes, because we we don't we don't DM each other on Twitter, so it shouldn't just come right up. Oh, I, oh yeah, it. it was on March twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. I DM'd him because I haven't I hadn't heard from him in like thirty hours. He's looking for his tooth. I said I feel like your life is in shambles right now, and he goes, "Hi, oh my god, I'm so happy to talk to you right now. I'm dying." <laughs> And I said, you're ridiculous. Are you coming home tonight? And he goes, yes, I need to get out of here. And I said, all right, I should be done with my family around seven-ish. If you want to come over, I'll be around. And he goes, did I text you last night? I think my phone died really early, but I can't be sure. I was so drunk. I don't know where anything is. <laughs> you sure didn't. <laughs> I, did, I lost it all, everything. <laughs> I don't remember having that conversation at all. I didn't know that existed even. Yeah, it's cute if you want to go look at it. We said some other nice things to each other. Oh, but... Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks guys but um, yeah I told him when he dies I'm going to get shirts made that say gone tooth soon <laughs> <laughs> I told him he should have called and asked to see the lost and found <laughs> you know, they probably have some weird things in there it's probably super dirty how long did you work at a strip club uh, it was in between radio jobs for about a year and a half what did you do there uh, I was a DJ now were you like an on the mic DJ yeah yeah but oh you were well, yeah, they wanted me to be all creepy, though, because it's a, it's a strip club. They want you to be like, oh, like, next up to the stage, candy, you know, and <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you were right. I he did have a voice. I didn't even know. You have no, to have but a voice. I, I wasn't good at like I wasn't good at it, so I never did that. And I'm I'm not like naturally creepy. <laughs> you have to have like that so, pukey strip club voice, like the hey, no, on the hey. main stage, Petunia. You know, I, but I worked for a rock station at the time, and I wasn't like pukey. I've never been real pukey, so. Uh, so they wanted me to do that. I couldn't do it. And 
Um, that's when I moved to Tampa in 2013. So yeah, great memories. What was like the hot go-to song that you would play that would get all the dancers fired up? Oh, we were just talking about this the other day. I told uh, I told him because that song played, this one rock song played, and you're like, oh, this is the part where they went crazy. Well, Crazy Bitch, obviously, during that time was massive. Yeah. That was Buck Cherry. That was the go-to. Fat uh, Girlfriend. Oh, one. what about Nine Inch Nails? Man. Closer. Closer, of course, closer. It was like cycles. <laughs> it works and, you know, it's not every two hours like, you know, the radio. It's, it's basically like every 25 minutes they would have to play the same song. It's awful. Yeah, people get mad at B96 for playing Ed Sheeran every hour. Try going to a strip club in Flint. <laughs> they are bad girlfriend every 10 minutes. Did you ever date a stripper? No, I've never dated a stripper. Yeah, probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> Any follow-up questions, Julia? No. I, I mean I I'm I've been I've been here through the whole BT and AT before tooth and after tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Quit doing that on the internet. I have a new internet pet peeve, and it's not new, so to speak, but it's just been like. I've seen an influx of them lately on my Facebook timeline. I hate Facebook. I hate it so much. And I tell you what, like I'll post stuff sometimes and like within a half an hour, I'll always delete it because I just hate the people commenting on it. Like nothing they'll say is bad, but I'll just be like, you're annoying. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> this is what annoys me. To preface, I don't hate babies. Uh-oh. What I hate <laughs> is when moms post pictures of their babies, poop explosions on the internet with the uh, caption, just in case you needed birth control. <laughs> mom shamer. I am not a mom, You're shamer. mom shamer. I'm not, and I'm not mom shaming. I'm shit shaming. I, and I don't, oh, oh, who am I going to offend with that? I would like to know how many people went to the gyno to get an IUD and said, the reason I'm here is because of the post uh, my Facebook friend made about their baby's explosive diarrhea. That was just so necessary for me to see. But the moms who post that are the same ones who will complain about people posting hunting pictures and be like, I don't want to see that. It coming out of a baby doesn't make it more acceptable. It's poop. It's human feces. Like it is so gross. And I had to delete the status I made about it on Facebook Why? because I was going to get popped for mom shame. Oh, we see the internet. The internet likes to be offended. You know, people that don't have a reason to be offended like to be offended on the, uh, on the internet. So that's what you just, get, you mom I, shamer. I can't, I can't get with that. Like, and it's not that like, I, cause I also felt like people would be like, oh, well she's just hating on it. Cause she doesn't even have kids yet. I don't care. I, I feel like so many people from my hometown are just like popping out these kids left and right, which is great. Like we're at the age for it now where it's They're not having a shock. so much sex. Oh, like we get it. Like you had sex. Congrats. Like congrats awesome on your sex job. trophy. By the way, well, well done. People in Julia's hometown, so much sex. Happening. All the sex. Oh, I'll tell you another thing I hate on the internet to do with babies is like somebody will post something their child did. Like their first steps at six months or whatever predictable age a baby would would start walking like nothing special this child has taken this 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 first steps when it's developmentally supposed to send it to ellen <laughs> no we're, we're not gonna do that uh, uh, like somebody from my hometown posts a picture of their baby covered in shit oh my god send it to ellen <laughs> no I felt like that was very mean spirited. <laughs> you 
fired up today, man. Look at you. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. So Barstool Sports, a.k.a. the mech of the internet, <laughs> posted a definitive ranch rankings today with the absolute most trash ranch of all time is number one. And honestly, number two and number three and number four are all pretty bad. What too. are they? Number one is Hidden Valley. Hidden <laughs> Valley Ranch is disgusting. It's not because everybody will argue with me because I always say Jet's Pizza Ranch is really good because it's like very creamy. And they're like, well, they make that with a Hidden Valley packet. Okay, that is ranch seasoning. Hidden Valley, the ranch is like gelatinous and weird. Like that's like the same thing they put in a fake titty. <laughs> ranch dressing should be a lake, not a mountain. Two things. Ranch is unbelievably overrated, number one. And number two- It is not unbelievably overrated. It's not even a top five dressing. Not even top five. Top what? Is Caesar, number one. Okay, so what else can you put on Caesar besides salad? Or oh. what else can you put Caesar on besides salad, I would say? Drunk. Ranch is very versatile. Right. But if you're having pizza, you should not have to put ranch on pizza because your pizza should be good enough on its own without dousing it in ranch. That is a stupid ass no, argument. Absolutely. You're not eating good pizza then. It's not masking a flavor. It's adding to the flavor. It's like why we like Dr. Pepper because there's so many flavors. It's like why I wear a lap blanket in 90 degree weather. I just like it. Would you put uh, steak sauce on a good steak? Yeah. You're in, you're not eating good steak then? Yes, I am. Absolutely not. You don't know what steak I'm eating. You're not here with you're, my steak. You're you're going to Applebee's. I'm not getting steak at Applebee's. Well Shane told me he steak. got a blue steak at Applebee's. I'm not getting steak there. <laughs> and furthermore, give me a honey mustard. Give me raspberry vinaigrette. Before raspberry vinaigrette? Sure. What are you? Better than ranch. Melissa Etheridge? I don't even know why that. Why did you, that uh, Melissa Etheridge? I don't know. I'm just trying to think it, of like really vulnerable women. <laughs> 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 she, she came to mind next. I was going to go for Dido. <laughs> Who else is in this building right now? Uh, Julian Jumpin' Prez is in this building. He's in the studio next no, door. I don't want to ask him because he's going to agree with you and it's going to be stupid. How do you know? Because it's Julian. He's like... He's, I, won't say, I won't say what side of, of, the, of the thing that we're on. Let's just call him and get his opinion. James. Hi. Hey, we gave away the tickets. I'm so sorry. Don't be mad at me. I don't care. It's Tyler and Julia. Oh, it's Tyler and Julia. Give a shit about your tickets. Sorry, dude. That's basically what I'm doing for four hours. Hi, we already gave with tickets. Thank you so much. Does a good steak need anything else with it? That's not the question. Absolutely. Like what? Potato. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a dipping vessel of sorts. Oh, hell no. How about a good pizza? Uh, a dipping pizza? Yes. Only if you're not from Chicago, if you don't know any better. Like if you're like kind of stupid and you think, oh, let me get some ranch to dip my pizza on a ranch dressing. Wow. That would be great to do, let's say, if you had a salad. But when you're eating pizza, no, you don't f***ing dip pizza in anything. Bye, Julian. You're the best. Bye. See ya. He has this studio bug. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny is he's so correct. I was really mean, too. <laughs> it wasn't mean. That was accurate and truthful. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Alessia Cara. We left you a microphone and everything. Perfect, thanks. <laughs> this is going to sound like a random start to this, but just know there's a reason because her and I had an argument not even 10 minutes ago and we need an outside opinion. Like almost a friendship shattering argument. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm ready to, to break this. What's the thing? When you eat pizza, do you put ranch on it? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> well, if there is ranch, I always put it on. Okay, now I would argue the pizza should be good enough on its own without anything else on it. That's true, but why wouldn't why wouldn't you want to make something better? Exactly. And it doesn't anyway. take away from the goodness that the pizza it already doesn't. is. It's an additive. Right, or we, even just on the crust. Like once the once you're up to the crust, then you dip the crust in ranch. So it's not dry bread, you know? Okay. Like, there's people going yes in the audience. <laughs> I think that was our boss. Anyway, welcome to Chicago. <laughs> Thanks. How uh, are things? How's tour going? It's going well. Good. This is like day nine-ish of uh, the Shawn Mendes tour in the U.S., which is crazy because we have like 55 shows. We've only done nine, so it's going to be a long one, but it's so much fun. It's, we're having the best time. So. Uh, so Diego in the audience wants to know if you're keeping hydrated. You know what? Not enough. Where's Diego? You'd, hey, not enough. I should be. I'm going to chug a water bottle after this. Thank you. <laughs> You've inspired me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so hard, though, especially in the summertime. You're just always, like, dehydrated. I Did you play last night somewhere? Um, no, not last... Did we play last night? No, I didn't play last night. The night before. The days are blending together. They're, they are. <laughs> so then are you on a tour bus going from A to B? Yeah, we're, we're going on the bus. Yeah. Are you able to sleep on that tour bus? I actually love tour bus sleeps. I think they're really comfortable. I don't know. Really? Yeah, because it's like the movement of the bus kind of rocks you back and forth. It's like, you know, being in... But you literally go to sleep, you get off stage, you get on a bus, you wake up and you're in a whole new city. Totally. And sometimes, you know how many times I forget like where we are? Where are you right now? Chicago. Yeah. Well done, by the way, for coming through in the summertime. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we get artists that come through in the winter. We're like, what are you doing here in Chicago <laughs> in the winter? But you came through in the middle of the summer. So. I know. It's, a, it's really beautiful here, actually. It's amazing today. I mean, not that I didn't know that. It was always, it's always nice here, but summertime is really pretty. I'm always fascinated about how artists get linked up with other artists to go on tour. So with yeah. Sean, how did that kind of come about? Was it something as simple as texting one another saying, hey, let's do this? Or was it something that managers and Your record, record labels. Rep, moms and, and dads. That. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't like a record label thing. He just asked. Um, he was like, yeah, do you want to, do you want to come on tour? Um, and I wasn't sure if it was happening cause I had to like figure out my schedule and then, um, it ended up working out. So I was like, I think I can come. And he was like, sweet. And then that was it. <laughs> I would love it if artists did like promposal asks. Ooh, like, will you go on tour with me? Yeah, He should have done that. I'm upset that he didn't do that. Now. You got to let him know for next time. <laughs> that would be amazing. Next time you go on tour, you can make that happen. I'm, I picture Sean, like, backstage. Does he just walk around, like, shirtless and eat vegetables <laughs> and those push and sit-ups? Yeah. all the time. That's no. what Tyler pictures. <laughs> so that's not true. Well, I can't say. I'm not allowed to say contractually. I'm kidding. No. No, he's just... The most chill ever. He just like walks around being like, hey. He's always cheery and jolly. And right before he goes on stage, he's like blasting like Led Zeppelin and just like screaming down the hallway and pumping himself up. He's really just what you see is what you get. Actually, even more because he's even cooler like in person. The cheery and jolly I knew. The blasting Led Zeppelin and screaming I didn't know. I think that's a new thing. He just started doing this because I, I didn't hear it before. And now like for the past week, I've just been hearing them like blasting Led Zeppelin before going on stage and like... Literally screaming down the halls. I think he's like pumping himself up. <laughs> Do you have any pre-show ritual like that? Um, mine's like not as fun. I mean, we just kind of get into a circle and we just like say, we literally say pre-show ritual as our pre-show ritual. <laughs> yeah. Like, pre-show ritual. Yeah. That's it. It's not as Very cool to the point. I like it. Yes. No question what it is. By the way, congrats on the uh, Raptors. Oh, thanks. Thank you. It's pretty awesome, man. Dude. Champs. Uh, what, did you do game one or game two for the national anthem? I forget. Was it? Um, I think I played, I think I sang, which one was it? Game, game two. Game two? Game two in Toronto, yeah. Do you guys see what they do in Canada for the national anthem up there? 
like unless he gets up there, she starts singing a few words. Oh, Canada, you can do it way better than me. Um, <laughs> and then stops, and then the entire audience. Yeah, like sings the rest of the song. It's absolutely unbelievable, and it happens at a lot of sporting events up there. And that night, I was watching in a bar here in Chicago, and you started singing, and then by the end of the anthem, the bar here in Chicago was silent, and then applauded. Really? Applauded? At a bar in Whoa, Chicago. It's, it's Chicago, not, not even our country, and we're Whoa. like, that was amazing. Amazing. Really? Yeah. That's the sweetest thing ever. It, I was I was so worried people were going to think like oh she's just giving it off to the audience so she doesn't have to sing it. And I was like no, it was supposed to be like a you know, a patriotic thing. But it was kind of it an easy gig though, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely It came was pretty off awesome that I did. Awesome. Yeah, but I I yeah. They were just because they've been doing this thing. Well, they they found that you know throughout these games that the audience was singing louder than whatever singer they had. And so when I was on the NBA was like you know, just like feel free to like let them sing because they're gonna sing over you anyway. You know, like so I was like, let's let's do this. Let's make it about like you know the whole country. The guy behind me at the bar said, and he, all he said was chills. That's what he said. He said chills. Yeah. Whoa. We're a bunch of grown adults in a bar watching basketball, and the guy goes chills. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that. That's a, yeah. I know awesome it, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, when you're on tour, do you have like a like a a thing you miss the most about home? Um, probably home, just home in general. Like my home, yeah, like my family, um, my mom. I don't get to see my mom or my brother very often. Um, like being in my own bed, yeah. waking up in the same place, and like knowing where I am when I wake up. <laughs> um, just like that sense of normalcy. But I mean, honestly, the longer you do this, the, the more this becomes your normalcy in a way, and like. I don't know. I think you just kind of get used to it, and, and now this kind of becomes your home, and the people you travel with become your family, oddly, so it's cool. We did have another question from one of the audience members, and normally when we ask audience members a question, we never get good ones. <laughs> this was a good one, though. No, but all the ones we asked today, really good. Like Your fans are like super on top of it. Sweet. So the question was, you asked it, if I'm not mistaken, it was, how do you get your voice ready from A to B, from show A to B? Like, how do you keep your voice in line so you don't blow out vocal cords and whatever else you can do to it? Or, like, voice? how do you wind it down, too? Um, well, probably not as good as I probably should. Um, uh, I don't do a lot, if I'm being honest, just because I... Like, I've never taken vocal lessons, so I don't know, like, what the right thing to do is. But I do do some, like, weird warm-ups beforehand. It's like, you hold your face like this, and you just go, and look really stupid for a while. Um, um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think, like, cutting out um, dairy or, like, any type of cheese or milk before I sing, at least, like, an hour before, because um, that can, like, mess up your throat and, like, makes it all mucusy and gross. Um, but, yeah, just, like, or just, like, not talking, not yelling, which I'm not good at doing I talk way too much um, but like little things like that I don't I don't really do too much I probably should though like I gotta take I'm care in, of it I'm intrigued cheese messes with your voice it does dairy is kind of the devil dairy is kind of the devil for a lot of reasons but like for like for a singer it's bad because it creates mucus yeah what, so you don't want to be singing with what mucus about ranch ranch probably too yeah you should never it, eat ranch yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the exception <laughs> <laughs> so are you just a ranch hater in general, or you just don't like it? On it, pizza? it went that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not I a, feel like you, ranch isn't even my top five dressing. Okay, I was gonna say, like, yeah. I feel like something's deep rooted in there. No, ranch. I've never had really a bad ranch experience. Oh, okay. um, I feel like this <laughs> is a therapy session. Should I lay down? <laughs> uh, these chairs are comfy too, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed that. They are very comfy. So what's your top? What's your top? Um, Caesar, dressing? right at the tip top. Caesar. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 
No. It's only good yeah. on a Caesar salad. It's not. not good on anything else. Honey mustard's good, right up there. I'll even take a raspberry vinaigrette over a uh, over a ranch. Whoa. I don't wanna, know what happened with you and Ranch. Do you want to talk about you some more? Yeah, let's talk about me. I feel like this has become like a Ranch. <laughs> do you have a favorite dressing? I'm going to be inter- interviewing you. My favorite dressing? Man, that's I, I do love Ranch. I do love Ranch sauce or like a garlic Parmesan. What kind of Ranch? <laughs> yeah, what, we what? also had this debate. Regular. What, what other like, kinds what, of Ranch? Uh, brand? Oh, I don't even know. What are the brands? I don't even know the brands. Unless you have a running ranch sponsor. <laughs> no, I don't, but I should. I don't know. What are the, what are like the, I don't even know. I'm there's like Hidden Valley. There's Cats. Oh, Hidden Valley. I like Hidden Valley. That's the one I use, I think. That's my go-to. See, that could be a sponsor. Hi, Alessia Cara for Hidden Valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the worst thing ever. Um, Toronto. What is it with Toronto and big time international music stars? I don't know, but it's amazing. It's so cool. There's so many. It's maybe it's in the water that we're drinking or something. Are Is you guys it- <laughs> like friends now because of it? Um, I mean, I would like to think so, but I don't know because I mean, I've I've only met like a lot. I've only met like Drake and Justin Bieber once in my whole life, but I still like to think we're friends because I feel like by default, like if there's another Canadian that's successful, I just get so proud. Right. I don't know. It's like a thing. We're just like, it's like a big union. You're just united. And I don't know. I don't know what it is, but we've been the underdogs for way too long. So I'm really glad that well, we're Well, it's like, crazy. It's not even just Canada. It's specifically, specifically Toronto. Toronto. I don't know what it the is. The weekend? I know. The weekend, Drake, oh, yeah, Justin Bieber, Sean. It's crazy. It's so insane. I don't even know what it is. Isn't Loud Luxury from Toronto too? Eric probably yeah. know. Yeah. They yeah. had a big hit this year. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Is there some weird like music factory in like... Mississauga or something. Yeah, like we that. just we just all get together like once a month That's and true. have like plans to take over the world. <laughs> the only Toronto suburb I could. It's probably like the nicest cult. <laughs> yeah, right. World's nicest cult. Why are Canadians so nice? And that's I'm not. I don't even know the answer to that. That's a legitimate question. Why? Why are that Canadians is a good so nice? question. I don't know. I feel like we were just raised that way, or like it's in the blood or something. It's. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's because we were just raised like it's such a multicultural place and you're kind of raised to be open-minded so then when you become an adult you're just naturally open-minded I don't know what it is to be honest we're just happier out there There's you guys should of, come I love Canada Canada's amazing can I we, love being from Canada can we hang out with you and Drake at your place sure okay. I have to get him to want to hang out with me first before <laughs> that but yes <laughs> uh, we'll take his brand new jet up there I know I'm so jealous uh, your music my music it's good. The new Thank stuff. Thank you. <laughs> have you been writing anymore while you're on tour? Or do you have plans Absolutely. to? Absolutely. No, I'm definitely writing. I'm, I was in the studio yesterday, um, and I will be right after this. Um, I just, sometimes I just get the bug where no matter where I am, and I'm like, who can fly out here? How do I, how do I write and put this down? So yeah. I'm in that phase right now, so who knows? Any, you, oh, sorry. Any odd places that you've written? Because I think you told me um, that for the album you just put out, you put wrote one of the songs on like a bathroom floor, right? Yeah, actually a lot of them. I do that a lot. Um, yeah, that's probably the weirdest place I write songs is like sitting in a bathtub, um, like with no water in it, just like fully clothed and like in the sitting in the bathtub or like in a closet or like I like to write in very tiny, tiny spaces because I feel like there's less distraction around me that way. Um, so I'm always like hiding in little corners or like in closets and random Places like that. It's like you're ready for a tornado, but it's just you writing music. Yeah, it's just me writing music, <laughs> which is a tornado. Uh-huh, no, it's not. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's intriguing to me. Yeah. Is it? Or is it just... I don't know. No, it is like bathtub. I've never heard of anybody writing music in a bathtub, so that's fantastic. I mean, I'm sure they have, but maybe not fully clothed. That's That's true. 
But there's no water in it. It's not like I'm in the bathtub with my clothes on with water. It's like just it's just a place to sit for me. Maybe you try that out though. Maybe that puts out a a really good song. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or you're just gonna be really wet <laughs> and uncomfortable. Be a good human being and subscribe. Rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks.